resurrection. Uh, we thank God for each and every one of you. God bless you. We want to thank God for each and every one of you here in person and online. And we pray that you experience both God's presence and his power uh, wherever you may be throughout this Amen. service. Amen. It's Black History Month. And it's often during this time uh, that we recognize and reflect on the sacrifices uh, that those before us have made in the past to make our present and our future just a little bit easier. Well, here at Resurrection, not just in February, but every first Sunday, we recognize and reflect on the ultimate sacrifice. When Jesus Christ gave of his life so that we might have a future secured of eternal life. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and you should have received your communion packet as you came in. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. They broke it and they ate it. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this, and whenever you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. They took it and they drank. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord Jesus' death until he comes. So today we thank God for his body and his blood. Amen. Amen. Our magnification team is getting ready to come and bless us and take us even higher in the word. And after that, the next voice you hear will be that of our pastor, Pastor Ray Brown, as he continues his dynamic series, Reset. Reset. So if you're watching online, even if you're here in the building, you can grab your mobile device. We encourage you to share this broadcast out right now and get ready for a brand new word. Well, let's go ahead and go higher in worship as we turn it over to our magnification team. God bless you.
standing on some promises. Hallelujah. Some promises that can never be broken. Hallelujah. Our God is perfect. He shall never lie. And everything he said to us is true. Hallelujah. I don't know if you've had to ever draw on that.
message in Psalm 23 is basically that we are never alone. God is always with us. No matter what we're going through, he will always be there. Come on and help us sing this. You know it's Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. He goes before me. Defender behind me. Defender behind me. I won't fear. I won't fear. I'm filled with anointing. Filled with anointing. Ooh, ah, my cup's overflowing. My cup's overflowing. No weapon can harm me. No weapon can harm me. I won't fear. I won't fear. Come on and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am not alone. And valleys, mountains and valleys. His joy is refreshing. His joy is refreshing. It restores my soul. Restores my soul. Come on and say this just a little bit louder. Mercy and goodness. Your spirit, your spirit lives within me. 
you are lift up your hands to heaven let's go to God in prayer father we thank you right now 
for this day. You are always on the throne. And now, Lord, as we come to you, as we approach the throne of grace, we pray right now, Lord, that you would take this worship experience to another level. In fact, right now, Lord, penalize not these people for the lack of this person. Hide me now behind your cross. Let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. Our strength and our redeemer in the name of Jesus. Come on, can I get about 10 to 15 people to say in the name of Jesus? Can I get about 75 more to say in the name of Jesus? Can I get about 125 to say in the name of Jesus? We pray right now. Have your way. Bless your people. Bless your word, let it be magnified. Bless your name, let it be glorified. Bless your people, let them be edified. In Jesus' name, we pray amen and amen. Give the Lord another great big hand praise. Amen. So good to see each and every one of you. You may be seated for just one moment. My brothers and sisters in Christ, man, this is beginning to look almost like it used to look. Amen. Come on, give God some praise. Amen. I want to thank you. I want to... I just want to encourage you, those of you who are coming to in-person services, it's good to see you, amen. And understand, it's okay if some are not feeling that right now. It's okay as long as they're still worshiping him right now, amen. Amen. Our world has changed. We've learned to adjust. And um, I thank God for all those who have helped us. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. Can I remind you again, you ought to rejoice and be glad in it. If you are alive, come on now. I've gone. I don't know about you, but I've gone to enough funerals this year, and it's only two months, not even two months into the year, and last year. And the fact that you woke up this morning and he started you on your way, you... You owe God a praise. I ain't got to tell you how to praise God. You owe God a praise. You ought to say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I got to watch my praise team. They'll take us back, man. Amen. Sometimes we, it's all right to go back. You know, they used to sing a song, Preachers don't shout like they used to shout. Time has made a change. Oh, people don't shout. And that's, that's old school right there. stand and say, time, 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 time has made a change, oh, time, 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 
have some singers that can do both. Amen. They can mix it up. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Listen, it's time to stand back up wherever you are for the word of God. Amen. Y'all knew it was, gonna, it was coming. Amen. So some of y'all remain standing. I, 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 uh, the fact that you can stand, you ought to just stand. Hey, time has made a Look at somebody and say, time has sure enough made a change. I see some of them young folk looking, it ain't made that much of a change for you yet, but just keep on living, amen. You, amen. You know, getting older, you got to learn how to live with some stuff, you know. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it comes with its challenges, but it does beat the alternative, amen. Amen, amen. I, I, that's a whole... I, I, mm, I, I'm going to do a series on that one day. Amen. Listen, listen. We want to turn, if those of you who can, go with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 27. I want to read into your hearing verse 19. We're going to read today from the Living Bible. The Living Bible. Say the Living Bible. The Living Bible. Proverbs 27. And we're just going to read that one verse. And it says simply, a mirror reflects a man's face. But what he is really like is shown by the friends he chooses. By the friends he chooses. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord. Thank you. Amen. Singers, worship leaders. Amen. God bless you. Ushers. We're continuing our series of sermons entitled Reset based on the belief that just as we periodically have to reset our computers in the same way, we periodically have to reset our lives. It's still the beginning of the year, and we've walked through this series, and as we walked through it, we focused on a myriad amount of subjects, and today we want to focus on the issue of friendships, say friendships. We want to talk today about resetting our friendships because everybody needs friends, at least one real friend, not an associate, not a colleague, an acquaintance, a neighbor, but one true blue through thick and thin for good times and bad times by your side friend. Now, most of us have people that follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, an extensive list of contacts on their mobile devices or address books, but few of us have true blue, in the pocket, ride or die kind of friends in our lives. Can I be honest with you today? Because we have countless numbers of people on speed dial, business contacts, fraternal groups, and even church associates and even some of us are in small groups which I encourage but real friends few of us have Jack Warner of the Warner Brothers who sold his stock in Warner Brothers in 1960s for four, 640 million dollars was asked one day by a reporter uh, how many friends do you have in the world to which he replied none not a single one Monetarily, he was rich, but relationally, he was extremely poor. 
And you can be rich with money, but if you don't have friends, you're still poor. Because no matter who you are, what you have, how much you have acquired, if you have not added to your assets one real, true, blue friend, there's a deficit in your portfolio and an error on your resume. Can I preach today? Because everybody needs friends, and what's more important than that, everybody wants friends. Don't even look at me like that. You want a friend. If you don't have one, it ain't because you don't want one. You're just trying to, okay, okay. Loneliness, here's what I've been, uh, here's what I've learned, and here's what I've researched. Loneliness is the number one emotional challenge in the world. And I know this because of what the Bible says. Everybody wants friends. Everybody needs friends because God designed us that way. Y'all, are y'all hearing me today? When God made the world, God placed Adam in this perfect paradise, an environment where all of his needs were met. And yet in the first assessment of the human predicament, God looked at Adam in that perfect environment, and these are the words that came out of God's mouth. It's not meant for man. It's not good for man to be alone. Some of y'all read your Bible too. That's a good thing because you weren't meant to live this life by yourself. In the words of Luther Vandross, come here, Luther, just a moment. I need you for a second. I was not meant to live alone. People who spend too much time alone lose their sense of balance and perspective. You and I were created for community. Can I get a witness? Uh, you need no look for, no further. Uh, the scriptures are replete with examples of positive uh, effect of community uh, and the life-changing impact of real friends in our lives. There was David and Jonathan. It's in the Bible. There was Paul and Silas and Barnabas. There was Jesus and John. And this point has not been lost even in culture. Long Ranger had Tonto. Batman had Robin. Superman had his super friends. Green Hornet had Cato. All had friends. And we all need friends. And we will either overtly or convertly want friends, so why don't we have them? Can I tell you why? Real friends, can I be real with you? Real friends are hard to find because everything that shines ain't silver. Everything that glitters ain't gold. Everything that's pretty ain't platinum. Everybody grinning in your face with a grill is not your friend. <laughs> a real friend is hard to find, and yet we can thank God today, y'all, that the Scripture gives us some helpful, handy, holy hints on how to find a real friend. The text makes it plain. A mirror reflects a man's face, but what he is really like is shown by the kind of friends he chooses. If you want to know what kind of friend you, uh, kind of person you are, just look at the kind of friends that you have. Don't miss the point in that, in that scripture because friendships are not incidental, they are not accidental, they are not coincidental, they are something that you've got to choose. And so I've come to tell you to choose very carefully. Some of y'all are too grown to be hanging around the kind of folk you hanging around. I gave you that one for free. Because choosing the wrong kind of friends, you've already learned, you've lived long enough, choosing the wrong kind of friends can jack up your life. Have you ever seen anybody whose life has been messed up because of the wrong friends 
and the wrong influences that they hung out with, the wrong crowd. I know it seemed old-fashioned for those of you who are grown now when your parents were telling you, I ain't letting you go out there with them and that you hanging out there on the streets with them. Choosing the wrong friends can mess you up. That's what our parents knew. And you could even choose the wrong friends in church. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I came back here to hear this kind of sermon. Listen, Psalms 1 says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the sanctuary in the seat of the scornful. I put that in there. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law does he meditate day and night. Can I break it down like a fraction? That even in the church, if you want to be blessed, the Bible says don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Can I give you the rerun? That means I do not take advice from anybody who is not getting their direction from God. Can I get a witness? It says, don't stand in the way of sinners. What does that mean? I can't hang with people who are not trying to hang on to God. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. That means I refuse to keep company with people who are critical and complain all the time and, and are never compl complimentary any of the time. God cares enough about the quality and the quantity and the caliber of our friendships, God wants us to make and to have positive friendships. God wants us to know the joy of sharing authentic relationships and friendships. And get this, you'll know real friends when you meet them by at least three characteristics. Let me give this to you real quickly because I got to go. In fact, I, let me just take my time. I don't have a clock in this service, am I right? If I do, just let it tick on amen a real friend number one will stimulate you mentally a real friend will proverbs 13 and 20 i got i got some i got some bible he who walks with the wise will grow wise can i flip the script can i flip the script he who hangs out with fools will be a fool you, you wondered why you acting the way you acting is because of the kind of influences you have in your life. A real friend should inspire you. You, 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 you can't hang around with people who never smile and you think that you... It's, you know, uh, a real friend helps you to think more clearly and more deeply and brings out the best in you rather than encouraging the worst from you. A real friend will stimulate you mentally, but also here's, here's another one. A real friend will support you emotionally. A, a real friend does not let you down when you're down. They will stand with you, with you through thick and through thin. Galatians 6 and 2 says to bear one another's burdens. That if I'm burdened, it ought to be lightened because you're helping me carry that burden. A real friend can be counted on when you've been counted out. They'll stimulate you mentally. They will support you emotionally. But here's the third one. They will strengthen you spiritually. I'm trying to help y'all hang out with the right kind of people, y'all. A real friend will strengthen you spiritually. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 11 says, encourage one another and build each other up. Everybody needs a spiritual encourager. 
You haven't been to that many seminars. You ain't been to church that much. You ain't that deep in the scriptures. You ain't that anointed and that spiritual. Everybody needs somebody with whom they can share their struggles, somebody with whom you can pray with, somebody who lifts you up, somebody who believes in you, somebody who encourages you, somebody who can help to encourage and enhance your spiritual health, growth, and development. So I ask you the question, how do you get there from here? How do I reset, Pastor, my relationships? It's the beginning of the year, and I don't want to go through year after year hanging on to the same old friendships that are not healthy. How do I reset the relationships I have in hopes that at least one of those relationships will result in a real friendship? The Word of God teaches us, and that's what I love about it so much. The kind of friend that I am is the kind of friend that I'll attract. I wish I, I wish I, I, I tell people all the time, I'm a good friend to have, and I expect to have good friends, because if I'm plastic, superficial, and if I'm artificial and pretentious, if, if I'm a person who cannot be trusted, I will attract pretentious, artificial, superficial people who cannot be trusted. They will come into your life. You can look around in your life and get, look at the people who are around you in your life, and they're going to tell you simply by their presence who you are and what you have been. Help me, somebody. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. Here's the, can I give you some good news? The good news is they don't tell you who you can be or who you will be because you get to choose that starting here and starting now. I have to be a real friend in order to have a real friend. I I've got to be in the pocket for somebody in order to have somebody in the pocket for me because the people in your life tell you who you are. And so, sister, if your complaint is, why is it, pastor, I keep attracting dogs in my life, then what you need to understand is that dogs usually go where dogs are being fed. It says right here, all the sisters are going to be quiet. Amen. And so, <laughs> and so today I want to share some stuff that will help both sisters and brothers. I got, I got six marks that I want to share with you of real friendship that if you adopt these attributes, you will draw these kinds of people into your life. How many want to be real attractive as a friend? You want to attract real friends. Here's how you do it. Number one, to be a real friend, I've got to be committed. Say committed. If I'm going to be a real friend, I got to start with commitment. Proverbs 18 and 24 says, A man of many companions come to ruin, but there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And here's the point, that, that, that when it comes to friends, we shouldn't focus on the, on the quantity as much as the quality. You can't be committed to everybody. In fact, if you're committed to everybody, you can't be committed to anybody. You can't be committed to everybody, so you have to commit to somebody, and there are many levels of that commitment. There, actually, there are two I want to share with you first. There's the level of acquaintances. Say acquaintances. The acquaintances are those people on your Facebook page, those, those Facebook friends. Those are acquaintances. Some people honestly believe that the people on your Facebook page are your friends. I don't have nothing against Facebook. They stock fail. I hope it goes back up because I got some. 
and I hope that y'all don't cause it to fall because of what I'm preaching. But the reason why many people think Facebook people are their friends, and you could tell because they put all their intimate business, all their stuff out there that nobody should know but you and Jesus. Can I help somebody real quickly? And in fact, you don't even know if they're real friends. I could be getting some friend requests. I'm, I'm trying to see who they friends with. If I can't find out what you about, you ain't gonna, I'm trying not to click to make big, oh, yeah, oh, that's a whole nother subject. There are acquaintances and there are colleagues, say colleagues. Colleagues are the people with whom you work, but the people with whom you play, people with whom you go golfing with, the people who go to the same gym, you go, you bowl in the same league, you work on the same job, you go to the same church. They are your friends with whom you work to cultivate a transparent relationship over a long period of time. And the reason you won't and don't have many of these is because they require time and they require commitment. And that's why I don't, I, I don't tell, I, 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 well, I, I tell people often, especially when they're excited, I just met somebody, I'm dating, we dating. Listen, I, don't get too caught up because for the first six months, you really just dating the representative. You got to wait a while before you see the real person. And if you wait long enough, the real person will eventually show up. Can I just give you this one for free? Just because you're popular don't mean you have a lot of friends. People get that all twisted. Because some of the loneliest people in the world are very popular. In fact, there's an extensive, there's a sense in, in which an extensive social life can prevent you from developing deep, authentic friendships. Because while you can chit-chat and hobnob and shoot the breeze with anybody for a night, sharing the truth about who you are and what you are takes Time and trust. Anybody can't tell you, listen, you can't tell everybody everything. You can get so busy trying to impress everybody on a superficial level that you never get to know anybody on a deep level. In my lifetime, can I share my own personal experience? I met thousands of people, passed it here now, going over 30 plus years, thousands of people preach all different places, but make no mistake, one real friend is worth a thousand acquaintances. Emerson said it like somebody enjoys the view. Did you get that? Walter Winchell says it like this, a real friend is somebody who walks in when everybody else walks out. It's somebody who hangs in there with you no matter what. They know who you are and what you are and yet still choose to be your friend. Come here, Proverbs 18 and 24. It says some friendships don't last, but some friendships are more loyal than a brother. We just got through sharing a different translation. <laughs> they are a brother, a sister, loyal. Loyal means committed, reliable, trustworthy, faithful, dependable, 
Real friendships are founded on that type of fidelity. And so I've got to ask you this question because I want to help you today. How many real, real committed friendships, how many real friendships do you have? How many people are you committed to? How many really committed friends do you have? I'm talking about people who can call you at 2 a.m. in the morning and won't get your voicemail. Who are you committed to? Who is really committed to you? And, and, and to whom are you really committed? Because too many friendships, y'all, are convenient rather than committed. Can I get a witness right there? They're dispensable and disposable rather than dependable. And you know the difference between dispensable and, 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 and dependable? You know what the difference is, don't you? Something that's dispensable is something that you use until you get out of it what you need from it or want from it, and then you throw it away because it's dispensable. Dispensable razors cut stuff, and then you throw it away. Dispensable wet naps and Q-tips clean stuff, and then you throw it away. Dispensable diapers. Diapers hold stuff, and then you throw it away. And some people manage friendships like that. They, 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 they get you to cut stuff and to clean stuff and hold stuff. And, and once they get what they need, get you to provide what they want, they're ready to just throw you away. Because while you felt you were indispensable, they felt you were disposable all the time. You was trying to be a real true blue friend. They just needed to get from you what they wanted from you. Can I give you this one for free? Everybody don't need to be sitting on your front row. And it's critical. This is a critical first step in resetting your friendships. I've got to be committed. That's the first, that's the number one step. I've got to be committed. But secondly, I've got to be considerate. This will bless you. This will bless you. Let me explain. Proverbs 19.22 says, in the Living Translation, kindness makes a person attractive. Don't raise your hand, but have you ever met people that when you see them coming, you try to go in a different direction? Just keep looking straight. Yeah, yeah some of y'all are trying to. Do, do you want to be attractive? Do you want to be that kind of person that attracts people? It, the Bible says, here is how you do it. Be kind. Hear me well. One of the quickest ways to identify who your real friends are is this. Make a big mistake. You can't tell who your real friends are when you have fame. Everybody wants to hang on your coattails when you got fame. You have to wait until your fame turns to shame to see who's really got your back. Because everybody wants to ride with you in the limo, but a real friend will catch the bus with you when, once the limo is broke down. Can I get a witness? Real friends don't kick you when you're down. Real friends don't drag your name all through the mud. Real friends don't talk about you negatively behind your back. And they, watch this, they don't let nobody else. Have you ever had somebody say, yeah, they was trying to say something about you, but I wouldn't even let them open their mouth. That's a real friend. Real friends know even if it's true, Proverbs 17 and 9 says, love forgets mistakes. Real friends know how to forget. 
Real friends don't have good memories. They, 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 they're not deaf, they're not dumb or blind. They just choose to overlook some things. Y'all act like y'all ain't never done something that somebody needs to forget. But real friends will forget. Real friends forgive. They don't rub it in, they rub it out. They choose to look beyond your faults. They, they choose to look beyond your mess. They choose to look beyond your mistakes. Not long ago, I was in the, uh, I think, Walgreens or something, and I came across this card that says, you're a good egg. You're, you're, you're a good egg even if you're a little cracked. And I came to talk to all the cracked people who are in the house today because the truth is all of us are a little cracked and yet the good news is that despite our cracks by the grace of God, we can still achieve something. We can still be something. We can still do something and have something because in the sight of God, we are something. Somebody ought to give God some praise right there. That they, Listen, in spite of what you've done, you are something real friends y'all will be there for you because they are committed and they are considerate but then number three here it is in order to be a real friend you've got to be confidential psst, psst. can I tell you a secret can I tell you a secret <laughs> keep it in confidence don't tell nobody <laughs> listen 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 can I ask you a question real quick quickly can you, can you keep a secret? I see some heads nodding right there. Do not nod your head. We are in church, okay? <laughs> you know you let some slip. Maybe you forgot. <laughs> but the truth is, some of us have more holes than WikiLeaks. <laughs> we leak a whole lot of information. I, I ain't the one that gossip, but... You know, Miss Jenkins. <laughs> Proverbs 11 and 13 says, a gossip betrays a confidence. But a trustworthy person keeps a secret. Nothing, hear me well, can assassinate a real friendship like betrayal and a big mouth. A real friend is one whom you can share your burden, share your most private secrets. Let me just go and add this to it. Some things you ought to just keep between you and God anyway. But if you do have a real friend, here's how you know. They, they, they won't broadcast it. Because always remember, whoever gossips to you will gossip about you. Can I get a witness? Old folks would say it like this. Old folks, old folks would say it like this. They, they would say, who, who, the same dog that will bring a bone will also care. I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> but if he's bringing you something, he's going to take something from somebody. Oh. The quickest way, y'all, to kill a friendship is to gossip. And so the question is, can you keep a confidence? Because how you answer is a re revelation of your character, and not just your conversation. The Bible says people who can't keep a confidence are not trustworthy. And the ability to keep a confidence is a sign of integrity. A gossip is one who constantly delights in telling others what they ought to be telling God. We're so spiritual. We know how to gossip spiritually. <sighs> Whew. 
we need to pray for sister so-and-so. I really can't share this with you, but you remember <laughs> when she was up there crying in church? Whew. She told what she has told me was it's a prayer concern. But if it's a prayer, con if it's a true prayer concern, why aren't you talking to God about it? I know what the songwriter meant when he said, I must tell Jesus all of my troubles. Because Jesus, y'all need to get some of that old school music in your spirit, will help me and Jesus alone. And none of us have a right to talk, y'all, because the truth is there's so much good in the worst of us and there's so much bad in the best of us. You ain't that spiritually because you got to know that it, it behooves all of us to make sure that we can't talk about the rest of us. To be a true friend, y'all, I got to be committed, I've got to be considerate, I've got to be confident. And then here's number four. This is a big one right here. I got to be candid. I've got to be candid. I don't have friends who I can't tell them the truth about themselves. Wait. And I don't have friends who can't tell me the truth about me. Open, honest, frank, and earnest. Y'all get that when you get home. Listen, that kind of communication is incredibly valuable, y'all, because one of the ways you know a real friend is that, the, is that they are on the, the, the level with you. They are honest with you. They shoot straight with you. Even when you don't like it, they'll tell you the truth. Even when it's painful, this is extremely important because some of us have bald spots, but all of us have blind spots, stuff about our own lives that we just can't see. You didn't see yourself doing that, and we all need people in our lives that we give permission to hold us accountable. Can I help you real quickly? We, we, we need people in our lives who have permission from us to say, look, you might want to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Proverbs 27 and, and 5 says, it's better, uh, better is an open rebuke th th than hidden love because the wounds of a friend can be trusted. Can I get a witness here? The wounds of a friend can be trusted, and most of us never had a friend at that level, and that's why we're stuck and we're stalled in some areas of our life because we haven't given anybody permission to love us enough, to be candid enough, to say, listen, I care about you, and I love you, and I got to tell you something, you need to cut that stuff out. You need to stop doing that. You need to stop saying this. I, I, I care about you, but I got to be frank and earnest and tell you that you embarrassing me. You embarrassing your mama them. You embarrassing your auntie and them. You embarrassing your church. You are embarrassing your family, and you're going to jack yourself up if you don't change your ways. Is there anybody in this house today that has a friend like that? You can raise your hand if you got one. In fact, you can shout. You got to have friends that will tell you to cut that out. Proverbs 24 and 26 says, an honest answer is a sign. I got you, I got you, Sam. It says, an honest answer is a sign of true friendship. Honest. Real friends are candid. It's about having somebody in your life who's committed to your, to you, to your life, who is considerate of your feelings, 
who is confidential about what you share and yet candid about the truth, what they see, and give it to you straight. Somebody ought to shout, no chaser. Give it to you straight. Now, here is, right here, the disclaimer. Don't you go out of church, start trying to be candid with somebody. I, you, you should have been in church today, God. The, the preacher was talking about, I, listen, I got to tell you something. Because <laughs> I'm your real friend. I, the, you go home and start confronting everybody, even the dog. Before you walk out of here confronting everybody in your life, <laughs> let me give you a couple of suggestions real quick. Don't embarrass somebody in public. Sisters, don't correct your man in public. I had some amens on both sides. Now I didn't lost them, man. Okay, on the flip, brothers, don't you dare try to correct your lady in public. Keep going straight. You, you can't say amen, just. But here's the truth. Some stuff you say at home, not in the streets. And then secondly, 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 here it is. Don't kick somebody when they're down. Correct them when they're up and comfort them when they're down. Y'all listen, hear me well. Compliment publicly, criticize privately. Here's the third thing. Here's the third thing. Here's the third thing. This will bless everybody. Don't give it if you can't take it. <laughs> I got three amens right there. You should not be giving correction until you've demonstrated that you are open to correction. And that brings me to point number five. Here it is. If I'm going to be a real friend, I've got to be constructive. Some people don't know how to give you constructive criticism. That means, I, here's what constru constructive criticism does, it builds people up. I've got to be the kind of friend that builds up and not tear down. Proverbs 27 and 27 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. I know I'm preaching a lot better than y'all saying amen, but I'm going to give you another translation. It says it like this, iron sharpens iron as friends shape friends. Now, the shape of your life is determined by the friends in your life. You will never rise higher than the level of people with whom you constantly and consistently surround yourself with. Oh, this is a million dollars right here, y'all. You ought to get this. You ought to take notes of this or either go back and watch it because, listen, in order to lift your life to the next level, in order to lift your finances to the next level, in order to lift your faith to the next level and your friendships to the next level, your relationships to the next level, your career to the next level, you need to find somebody who is on the next level and let them teach you how to get to the next level. You can't get to the next level if you don't have somebody on the next level in your life. You're trying to be a millionaire and you're hanging around broke people. If, if I ain't on the next level, I can't tell you how to get there. Most of us are unaware of the influence that we have on others and the, and the influence that others have on us. Can I get a witness? 
Because at all times, y'all, you're either building people up or you're tearing people down. A real friend is constructive. Say constructive. They encourage you. They put wings on your dreams. And, and that's why it's absolutely critical how you choose your friends. Listen, listen. 16 times in the book of Proverbs, uh, the Bible instructs us what kind of people not to hang out with. Don't hang out. 16 times, read it when you get a chance. There's a potpourri of people pointed out in Proverbs with whom we should not have continuous relationships with. Read it when you get a chance. Parents, this is good for your children. This is a good lesson to train your children to not let their friends choose them, but for them to choose their friends. Because it's a lot easier to pull somebody down than to pull somebody up. So, Again, the question is, do you want to know who your real friends are? Here's how you can tell. Y'all ready? Watch how they handle your success. Because promotions will either reveal or ruin relationships. In fact, let me, oh, let me go a step further. How do you handle it when your friends get something that that you don't have? Are you jealous secretly? Are you secret, secretly envious or competing with your friend? I've shared this story before. I'll share it again. There were two guys who were out hunting and suddenly one yelled and, and the other looked down and, and, and as the other one looked down, the other one saw that the other one was, was, was tying his shoes. Grizzly bear was charging both of them, but the first man who heard the yell he went down and started frantically trying to tie his shoes. And the other man asked him, said, man, what are you doing? You, you can't outrun a grizzly bear. And he looked up and said, no, I ain't got to outrun the grizzly bear. I just got to outrun you. <laughs> Do you have friends who are trying their best to outrun you? Because watch this, if somebody's trying to outrun you, they're not, your at, they're not your ally, they're your adversary. A real friend will love you even when you succeed. When you get a new house, they'll be, the first, they'll be telling you, you better let me know when the housewoman is. I've got a gift for, and they ain't giving you no hangers. A real friend will let you talk about your victories without having the need to talk about their victories. They'll let you talk about how good they're doing without having the need to talk about how good they're doing. They'll let you talk about what's going on in your life without trying to interrupt you with tit for tat. The secret to being a real friend is learning how to shout off of somebody else's success. Can I help my church real quickly? Find somebody next to you and just start shouting and saying, you know what, I ain't no prophet, but I want to get excited because I believe God is going to bless you in 2022. And I can't wait to see how God is going to bless you. I can't wait to see how God is going to lift you. I can't wait to see where God is going to elevate you to. You got to shout. Y'all ain't practicing. Go on and look at somebody and practice how you can celebrate. I can't wait till you get a new house. I can't wait till you get a promotion okay maybe this will make you shout if God is blessing your neighbor and you in the neighborhood you ought to know that the blessing ain't you ain't too far from being blessed 
So celebrate your neighbor. I don't know you. You got a mask on. You look like somebody I saw last year. But can I just celebrate you right now? Them shoes look real good. God is about to... Uh-oh. Y'all gonna make me get started. Somebody's about to stop shopping at Walmart and start going more to Neiman. Somebody's about to keep sacks open. Somebody, God is gonna bless. I ain't just talking about monetarily. God is gonna take that pain away. God is gonna take that hurt away. God is gonna help you get through some stuff. I, I, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. But here's the last one, here's the last one. They were real good. They didn't put a clock on me. God bless y'all. I rushed a little bit, but here's the last one. Here it is. If you're going to be a real friend, be consistent. Say that real loud, consistent. Not wishy-washy. You you, you ever met some people who are, you don't know what they're going to be like on Tuesday. Man, you was in church shaking my hand, and now you act like you don't even know me. A real friend is consistent, y'all. Consistent, uh, dependable. They got your back when you're on your back. A real friend will see you through when others see you're through. Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. A real friend will take sides, even when it's inconvenient, and they know you don't deserve it. Oh, he did it, but it ain't your place. I wish I had somebody here. Because, y'all, listen, if, if the church is about anything, we got to remember what God's greatest asset for us is grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. That's what grace is all about. The grace of God helps us to be, has God been consistently gracious to you? Then why can't you be consistently gracious toward others? When somebody cuts you off, just remember the last time you cut somebody off and just smile at them. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, our strength fades, but God's grace, y'all, will give you the power to do and to be everything God created you to do and be. Let me just talk about this real quickly. Y'all remember the story of that shooting that went down in Newtown, Connecticut? That was years ago. President Obama gave a speech on gun control. Some of the children had lost their, their, their some of the parents had lost their children in that, that shooting and that senseless tragedy. One of the families sitting front and center had lost their daughter, five years old. Her name was Grace. And the parents presented the president a picture of Grace. And in his speech, Obama said, I want you to know that I hung that picture of Grace in the private study just outside the Oval Office. And he said this, y'all. He said, every day when I walk out, I look up and I think about Grace. Y'all, some got it, some didn't. 
But you got to catch that because that's a good word for all of us who are struggling to live in this world of confusion and anxiety that every day when you have the ability to look up, you ought to think about grace. Can I help you real quickly? How do you think you woke up this morning? Grace woke you up this morning. Grace started you on your way. Grace allowed you to lay down, the old folks used to say, in the very image of death. But it tapped you on your shoulders, not your alarm clock, not your cell phone, but grace woke you up and started you on your way. Grace put food on my table. Grace put clothes on my back. Grace put strength in my limbs. Grace is allowing you to clap your hands right now. Grace is allowing some of y'all to stand up and give God praise. Grace is... Is there anybody here that's been caught by his? Okay, let me help you. You drove here by grace. You, you walked in here by grace. You sat down by grace. You ought to thank God for grace. Is there anybody here who can give God a praise for his grace? No wonder the songwriter said, amazing grace. How sweet the sound saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind. Oh, y'all act like you always been saved. But I was blind. Now I see. You ought to thank God for grace. Grace enables me to preach this word. Grace enables me to be the kind of friend that God wants me to be because there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. Oh, that didn't get you. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Grace sufficient for me. Come on and give God some praise. Hey! Hey! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Bow your heads, bow your heads, bow your heads. Father, we thank you again for your mercy and grace. Lord, if we have not in the past been the friends that we should have been, forgive us right now. Today, collectively, we're making a decision. Say these words with me. Lord, I decide right now. I've decided to reset my friendships. I want to attract the kind of friends that are committed, candid, consistent, the kind of friends that will help me to cultivate and stimulate my dreams, expand my horizons, and go to the next level. In Jesus' name, help me to remember that on this day, in 2022, 
I pray this prayer when that friend walks into my life or even better still I be the kind of friend that walks into somebody else's life in the name of Jesus I want to be the kind of friend to others that you are to me a friend of grace a friend that's real in Jesus name come on if you really mean it say it with me in the name of Jesus amen God bless your friends God bless your friends God bless your friends come on celebrate the Lord what an incredible on-time word from Pastor Brown thank you sir for your labor in the word and always encouraging us to keep going just a little bit further and a little bit harder Perhaps there is someone today who wants to place their faith in God through his son, Jesus. We tell you each week and this day is no different. It's really as simple as A, B, C. A, admit that you need God and without him, you're lost in sin. B, believe that Jesus is the son of God and died for our sins and rose on the third day. And C, confess that Jesus is Lord of your life. Now, if that's you, or you're just a believer already and you're in need of a church home, we invite you now to take out your phone and text the word JOIN, J-O-I-N, to 830-689-8074. We will then connect with you immediately and tell you how to become a part of this wonderful fellowship at Resurrection. If you sent that text, we welcome you to our Resurrection family. But before we go, we once again want to thank all of you for your continued support of this ministry. It's because of your gifts that we are able to continue to bring God glory through all that we do here at this church. You can give electronically through PushPay or go to your app store and download the PushPay app and look for Resurrection. Or you can click the give link on the church website or mail it in or drop it off at our shirts location. We thank you so much for joining us today. We pray that you have an incredible week and we will see you next time. God bless you and God keep you as our friends.